coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio in Woodstock, Georgia. This is Fearless Formula with Sharon Klein. Welcome to A Fearless Formula on Business Radio X, where we talk about the ups and downs of the business world and offer words of wisdom for business success. Today in our studio, we have Town Plumber. And they're a full-service plumbing company. They offer their customers high-quality plumbing expertise and affordable pricing, which is important. And they only hire licensed and plumbers. They're locally owned and operated here in Woodstock. Welcome owner Shane Mahaffey and technician Daryl Dixon. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I got two guys in here. Usually yeah. it's just one person. <laughs> All right. So uh, I was just talking before the show about the fact that you've been in business six years now. Is that right? That's right, yeah. So what did you do before you opened your business? I worked for a big plumbing company uh, based out of Atlanta. Uh, 30-plus service technicians on the road. Um, Me and Daryl worked together. That's where I met him. And uh, I worked there about 10 years. And, um, yeah, so... You were 18 when you got started in the industry, correct? I was 18, yeah. Yeah, my neighbor was a plumber. And just kind of uh, started helping him out of high school. I mean, there, you know, a lot of people ask me, "Is there? It was your dad a plumber? Like, how'd you get into plumbing?" And it was just like, uh, "Yeah, my neighbor was a plumber." So I just kind of fell into it, and um, you know, it's been good. Well, it's interesting um, because a lot of people talk about um, going to college and having this big degree, and that's where your future has to be. But so many people talk about how important trades are. Um, it's like my son, he wants to be, he wants to own his own uh, mechanic shop. And so yeah. he's going to school to be a mechanic yeah. and he's extremely smart and doesn't, you know, there's, there's not this definite path that you have to follow in order to like be, go to college in order to be successful. Because I think about the pandemic and how important you all still were. How did you, how did you handle the pandemic? Um, you know, I really was worried about it going into it, you know, because people were weird about you being in their house and. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to expect, but I think we actually had an uptick because, um, really? you know, there were a lot of people home at the time and um, they were, you know, they were at home and they were taking care of things that needed to be taken care of and they were using things more. So I, I feel like, you know, it never really slowed down for us, which was a good thing. You know, we had some people that would like call in and, and they would want us to try to figure something out over the phone for them. And we tried to help people as much as we can, but... I mean, our job, it's hard to do our job over the phone. We had to put our eyes on it and kind of see what's going on. But um, I, I do agree with you about the whole, like, uh, you know, coming out of high school with uncertainty, not knowing what to do. Um, that's kind of how I was. I, I come from a, a blue-collar family, so um, my dad didn't put really high expectations on me academically. You know, he's like, son, I just I want you to graduate high school and then get a job. And, and that's what I did. So, I mean, if you have, if you have good work ethic, I mean, going into any type of uh, industry, you can, you can be successful. A lot of people, there's a lot of people out, young people out there now that, um, don't want to get into trades. So there's a, there's a huge demand for it and you can kind of get paid to, you know, learn it, learn something. And they, even if, even later on in life, if you decide you want to do something else, you can kind of fall back on that, you know? 
So I got, I've got three sons and I told them all, they're like, I'm, you're all going to learn it. Even, even if you don't want to do it later on in life, you're going to learn it. So, Well, how nice it would have been if I had known some of this while I was, you know, having plumbing issues recently, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, I think I want to say that I saw some, you've got a lot of really great reviews. Like even on, on Google, I have a statistic here. You've got like over 500 five-star Google reviews and over a hundred five-star reviews on home advisor. That is a huge accomplishment. Yeah, that's, that's very important to us because you know, anytime you need any type of service, that's what everybody goes to, you know, they pick their phone up and that's what they search, you know, whether it's a plumber or a dentist or, or anything like that. Um, I think Amazon's kind of conditioned us to be that way. Because when you go on Amazon to search a product, what's the first thing you do? Yeah, you look to see what people say about exactly. it. Exactly. And um, plumbing's the same way. I mean, when I first started out, um, I, you know, when I started, I would I would ask people to – I would say, were you happy with everything? And if you were, please leave me a review. I'm a new business um, I'm trying to spread the word and that's the best way for people to find out about me. And a lot of people wanted to help, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, it's been great. And, uh, I, uh, I think reviews are really important in any, any business. Mm-hmm. So. so when you were getting started wanting to start your own company, um, what were some of the things that were sort of daunting for you? Well, um, just, (laughs) well, (laughs) there's a huge list. I mean, I had, I had a good job making a a really good income with benefits and medical and uh, basically the security part of it. I I have four kids and, um, starting your own business. There's a lot of unknown, just not knowing how it's going to go. What, what are we going to do for, for insurance now? Um, you know, what if I don't have work? So, um, that was the biggest thing. Um, when I started my business, we had uh, we were, uh, right before I started my business, we were living um, in Douglasville. And when I sold my house, I had bought a house during the recession or whatever, the housing market yeah, crash. 2008, 2009. Yeah, yeah. So when I bought my house um, in 2008, um, when I sold it to move up to Woodstock, I made I made a little bit of money. So I was able to got, kind of take that that risk, that gamble. And it was good timing. Uh, it was good timing. It really was. And uh, I didn't know a lot about Woodstock. You know, I just knew it was a nice area because I'd worked in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so it was kind of just luck moving into Cherokee County, Woodstock. So it's been a good move. Yeah. I, we always talk about it on the show, how there is a family feeling when you're here in Woodstock. It is, and it's not the same for every town. So it's, I think it's kind of special. It's really not. I mean, I feel like the the you, you, for what you get, you know, you can't beat it. Uh, community, the community, um, the amenities, the the little downtown area here. Um, the school system too. The, the school system that was big when we were looking. We wanted a good school system, and uh, it's it's been great. When you're a plumber like you are, I'm sure you feel really plugged into your community, you know, you get to know neighborhoods and people. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, we go to a restaurant or a grocery store. Um, (laughs) me and Daryl work out at LA fitness every morning and the amount of people that come up to us and say, Hey, you know, you've done work at our house. That's, you know, all the time. I saw that you also won town Laker magazine readers choice awards at least three times. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That must feel really good too. It does. I mean, cause you know, 
When we worked for a bigger company, you know, we worked all over Atlanta and we were very rarely in our actually uh, in our actual community. So to be in your community and know the people you're working for and know that they appreciate you, that that's a really good feeling. So what else would you say is um, a surprise, I guess? And, and Daryl, I'll, I'll put this question to you. What are some surprises in this industry that you sort of weren't expecting? And I know you've been in the industry for a long time, but and you all are, have been friends for how long? 15 years. 15 years. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of nice that you were able to be in the same <clears throat> industry, but then move together, you know, to join companies. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of small business owners around here, so I mean, just picking the right one and hoping for the best. Hoping for the best. <laughs> well, I mean, when the first time I met Daryl was at a uh, company picnic, and um, I had just started like the week before, and they're like, "Oh, we're having a company picnic." So I came to the picnic, and and at the time, you know, me and Daryl were both in our early twenties. We had a lot in common, um, so we kind of. Uh, we kind of gravitated towards each other and, you know, went on family vacations together and, and played softball together and bowled together. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, we're just like any other, uh, fr- you know, when you work with somebody and you're close with somebody, you're going to have, you know, you can, you're going to have things, you know, disagreements and things like that, which, you know, that's just, that's just. But part it says of a lot about the fact that you're still friends and you still enjoy working together, even if you have your ups and downs like yeah. a family. Right. Right, so. All right. So back to this question. So what is sort of surprising? Has, has there been anything surprising as you've moved from a bigger company to a small business company? Not really. You know, I think something that surprised me a little bit is, you know, and I've kind of became this way too, just living in this community is uh, the people that want to support local business. You know, I, I had no idea there were so many people that really cared about that. And there's a lot of people out there that, when they need any type of services done at their home, they're going to look for somebody that lives in their community. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't realize that. That's one thing that surprised me. I agree with that. Well, it's nice because um, in looking on Cherokee Connect on the website on Facebook, I was able to find you all pretty quickly and appreciated the the reviews that people leave because, like you said, it's important. These are my neighbors. And they are very quick. Anyone is very quick to say that they don't like someone or you didn't respond to my call or whatever the issue was. But do you advertise on on Facebook? How, how do you handle advertising for, for the company? We we don't really advertise on Facebook. We try to post on social media. Um, just I, You've got Instagram. You've got Facebook. You've got YouTube. Yeah, well. yeah, we do. Um, we try to make uh, a post at least once or twice a week just to kind of be on, you know, that's what everybody looks at now. Um, as far as advertising goes and, and, and business goes, I, I think one thing that the last company I came from taught me, like when, when I got ready to leave there, they started really focusing in on uh, the review aspect of it. We would have meetings and things like that, and they talked wow. about it all the time. So when I left the company, I knew that was a big deal. So um, that's one thing I did at first was I, I got my Google profile made and I started trying to get reviews, trying to build them up, you know, try to do a good job for people and, and hope they leave reviews. And once you do that, it kind of happens organically. Like when someone goes to search, you you pop up organically and you don't have to pay for it. Um, so that's that's kind of what we do. Um, we're in some of the local magazines too, and and that helps out. 
Um, cause I, you know, there are a lot of people that get those and throw them away, but there, there's still a lot of people that look through them. I mean, we, I, I go to people's houses and I see like, I see a cutout where somebody cut my face out, you know, and put it on their refrigerator, you know? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. So there, there are people that do that. And, you know, I've been in people's bathrooms and seen the magazine laying there on the, on the counter, you know? So <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, just the, the, and also Google, Google started something where they would, uh, you could go through Google and get guaranteed and they call it Google guarantee. And that's a service they offer and they pretty much guarantee whoever they are promoting has been vetted. And, uh, we do that. And when we get slow, that's kind of a service that you can kind of turn on and turn off. So we'll turn that on and, and that helps. So. So it sounds like you've been able to really um, use these tools effectively, you know, that are out there for anyone, I guess, is what I'm trying to they say. They really are out there for anyone. It just, you know, the way things are now with uh, social media and, uh, you know, Google and everything else, it's, it's a lot easier than it used to be. It used to be that you had to uh, be on the first couple pages of the yellow pages. And, and you had to billboard. Yeah, the billboards. Mm-hmm. And you had to pay, you know, this crazy amounts to be in the phone book and things like that. And it's just not like that anymore. So It's nice and, and I'm sure not nice in some ways because if there is ever anything that you don't like, it's like putting out a fire immediately, you know, or trying to remedy. Right, right. And, and you know, they, there are all these things, you know, all these tools and everything that, that help, but you still have to have the work ethic, you know. You still have to, like, put in the work to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I saw that you have, and I think it's on your website, um, a um, – video that someone came and produced for you. Is that right? Yeah. How yeah. did that happen? Because a lot of business owners, I think, would benefit from that. Well, um, I have a friend that does that. And um, we're actually in the process of making another video. That's awesome. Because it's been five or six years now. And it was just kind of the story of, uh, you know, how I got started and everything else. And um, it, he's really good at what he does. And, um you know, he kind of just interviewed me kind of like what we're doing here and he put it all together and, you know, the, 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 it turned out really well. Is this his business? It, it is his business. Yeah. Do you want to give him a, a shout out? Um, I, he, he's not local. Oh, so okay. when we do work together, it's like, uh, he has to kind of travel and he's just an old friend that, you know, so he's That's so great though. I yeah, mean, it's connections yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. You know. Exactly. And I know there are people around here that do that sort of thing, but just, uh, you know, having a relation, I've had a relationship with him for a while. Well, the same point of the show is like what you did the video for, which is in helping people to kind of understand who the people are behind the name of a business. Because right. anybody can be Kid Biz or Main Street Warriors or, you know, Diesel David. It's just nice to have an actual story about why you do what you do and what your work ethic is like and, um, you know, what gets you up every day. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, you don't appreciate it as much until you, you actually do it. And then you realize there is a, there is a face behind every business and there's somebody working to, to make it happen. So we talk about this on the show a lot about the fact that, that businesses are people. They're not just right. names, right. but it's, it's exactly. building relationships with people. Yeah. Um, so what would you say is the most rewarding part of, of what you both do? Uh, like what makes you the happiest? Someone being appreciative of the work that's done and, and just saying if they have any more problems, they'll call us back. I mean, that's, that's pretty, uh, it's pretty rewarding to me. You know, I, I like helping people. So, I mean, that's, that's, I like that part of the job. 
Yeah, I mean, even even if we don't do work <clears throat> for somebody, just you know, helping somebody figure something out or answer a question, and you know, them being them being appreciative of it. I mean, that's that's basically it there. I mean, we we are in an industry where we help people, and you know. Some people, nobody really wants to have plumbing problems and, you know, you get to people's houses and they're frustrated or whatever, but, you know, it's, we're there to help you. I mean, we're also, we're running a business obviously, but I mean, we, we want to help people. Well, if you're just joining us, we are speaking with Shane Mahaffey and Daryl Dixon of Town Plumber. Um, the other question I have is having started your business six years ago, um, would you say that there's something you wish you knew before you started? that you now know that you wish you could tell yourself before you started? Mm, I mean, I'm, I'm almost 40 now. So I started my business, you know, in my mid thirties, um, you know, and there were, there were years and years that went by where I was, I wanted to do it. I just couldn't do it. You know, just, uh, circumstances weren't right or, you know, just didn't feel like it was the right time. Um, I think if you have a if you have a passion for something and you really want to do it, just you know try it and see what happens. Um, you know, and then you know just going into it when you when you go into anything you you're gonna be real reserved and that's kind of how I was. I was scared to take any type of chance or risk. And the you know I, I mean that's just I think that's just human nature though. So that's what the show's about, fearless formula about giving people courage because everyone understands that feeling of fear. It's a universal emotion, yeah. and a lot of it stops people from making choices. It and really so does. Having um, people come on and talk about the ways that they've managed that kind of emotion and how they've overcome and continue to persevere, hopefully, is inspiring to people. I think it would be. It is for me anyway. <laughs> Me starting my own tiny voiceover business, I was scared too, you know? Yeah. You just yeah. don't know what you're doing anytime. I mean, unless you have someone walking you through it and holding your hand the whole way. But I mean, there's so much to research and there's so much to understand, like even the insurance issue. What would I do? You know, these are things that I think are very helpful for people out there who feel uh, overwhelmed. Yeah. I mean, if it was, if it were easy, everybody would do it, you know? <laughs> it's not. It, it's, uh, a lot of sh- it's different types of stress that come along with it, you know. So it is rewarding, though, and it's worth it at the end of the day. So, um. do you find that it's difficult to balance home and work life? Because we we talk about that a lot too. When you're a small business owner, it's up to you. I think in the beginning it really was because in the beginning you're really hungry and you want to, you know, you, you don't want to say no to anybody and you want to, you want to. Uh, I mean, you just you try to take advantage of every opportunity you have. Um, I would be, I was coaching my kids little league game and I'd get a call in the middle of it and have to leave or, yeah, I mean, I I would, and now not so much, you know, I have people to help me when I started out, it was just me answering the phones, going to the jobs. Uh, you know, now I have people to help me. Um, and, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's actually easier for us to do that working for a small company than it is a bigger company. Because when we worked for a small company, we were on call and we worked weekends and, um, you know, it just took up a lot of our time. And now, you know, we can we can kind of control our schedule a little bit better. Um, you know, when we have emergencies come in, you know, if uh, if we can help them out, we will. Um, if it's one of our previous customers and, you know, we had done work out there and they need us to come back out, we'll come back out. But, um, you know, we we don't have 
we don't have to drop everything we're doing. And, and, you know, and that's what I did at first and, you know, not so much anymore. So if someone has a plumbing emergency, they call you even on the weekends, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we get a lot of work. Monday's a busy day for us because <laughs> we get a lot of people that call in on the weekends and, um, you know, if we can come out and help you, we can. Um, but it doesn't always work out that way. Um, how many employees do you have? Um, we had, uh, four. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a huge business, but, um, it's plenty big. So we have, uh, we have, we have four trucks and we have, uh, uh you know, we have Daryl, myself, uh, Trevor Tate. Um, we have a, a guy, Jake, who kind of floats around and helps us out. Um, so we have four trucks on the road, but we actually have six people. Um, cause you know, there's, uh, there's Jake and then there's, uh, we Kayla. have some, huh? Kayla, Kayla, who answers the phones for us. So, and she just kind of does that from her house. So, but it's so nice too, because yeah. you don't have to have a, a huge facility. We don't, you know, like no. a, like an office or something. No. no, most of the guys take their trucks home and the, um, supply house we use is local and we, we go there every morning and restock our trucks and clean our trucks out or whatever we need to do to start our day. So it's, it's nice. What are the main calls that you get? Like Daryl, what do you have to, what is the number one thing that you tend to be fixing? Well, here lately, it's been a lot of clogged drains. We get a lot of sewer blockages. It seems like this week we've had a lot of that. So a lot of that. Especially- Does that to do with the rain? I don't know. Spring? No, it's what? It's, <laughs> it's weird. Things go in spurts. Like we'll get a lot of leaking water lines and then we'll get a lot of clogged drains and then we'll get, I I don't I'd say our most common call is probably the person that calls in and has a leak in the ceiling. Like I see a water spot on my ceiling, and uh, yeah, we get a bunch of that. It's not, <clears throat> and sometimes it's just my kid left the shower curtain yeah, out. I was you know, or a roof issue. Yeah, yeah, a roof issue. You know, or you people know. see water, they think plumbing, so they call you. It, yeah. could, it could be anything. Yeah, we get a, we get a lot of that. I think it's kind of nice though that you could go in and be able to say this is this is really not me this time. You know, yeah. But you could have said, yeah, let me inspect, and it'll be this much. You know what I mean? But that's something that I appreciate about your company. You are not out there just to be making dollars. You are out there to really help. Well, also the nice thing is, I would say. You know, 80 to 90% of our work is in this area, local, Cherokee, um, Cobb. And so we don't have, we don't, we don't do a lot of driving around. We don't have to charge you just for coming out, you know, cause we're, we're, we're right by our house. So that's awesome. That's nice. Yeah. And I think being plugged into the community as well, there's something very, um, I don't know, kind of keeps you wanting to, keep that going, that momentum going and have that reputation going. So um, is there anything that you do that sort of gives back? In other words, like there's a show that we have too that is called Charitable Georgia and they have small business owners coming in and talking about different ways that they help the community. Is that something that you're interested in as well? I mean, yeah, we have, um, you know, we've done things like that in the past. Like um, we sponsor a lot of the um, like different like sports teams and um, also like all my kids, like PTA and stuff like that. Awesome. Um, yeah, we're involved in that. Um, uh, yeah, I know there's probably more that we could be doing in the community because there's all there's all kinds of opportunities and things like that. And that it never ends. It, exactly. Be. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So we've done stuff with like Goshen Valley Boys Home. Um, mm. We've come in there. We've done jobs for them and um, different things like that. Um you know, just we've brought like lunches to the teachers and things like that at my, at my kids' schools. But 
um, yeah, there's there's always opportunity to help. That's for sure. It's nice that you can involve, you know, your your children. Exactly. Exactly. So is this something that you hope that they take over from you, you know, when they grow up or? I mean, I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. it could be like a legacy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have four kids, so there's opportunity there. <laughs> um, you, you know, they, you know, they're, they're little now, so you, you never know they, you know, they say, I'm not going to do that or, you know, and then, you know, one week they'll be like, yeah, I want to do it. So, um, you know, they're, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, having three sons that they'll, they'll be involved somehow. So you had your neighbor that kind of got you involved, but then you went to school. Where did you go to school? Well, I basically, the way, the way most trades work is you, you get a job working for a company. And yes. you kind of learn on the job. And um, for plumbing, I think it's, what, three years? You have to work in the field. Three, right. three years of on-the-job training, and then you you take a test to become a licensed plumber. Right, so it's apprentice. Yeah, you're, you're basically an apprentice, and then you become a journeyman plumber, and then you have that license for two years, and then you, if you want to start a business, you become a master. And um, it, like I said, it takes two years to do that. So it takes five years total to become a master plumber, but you're you're making you're making a living along the way, and you're not building student debt or anything like that. Exactly right. Yeah, which is nice. So if you were looking to hire people, where do you go to recruit? Because isn't that the challenge? Like you were saying, there aren't as many people who go into trades. I think what's been most beneficial for us is hiring young people that are right out of high school. Um, I've got some younger guys that work for me and they've got friends and um, basically word of mouth um, and, you know, hiring young people on and training them. Um, it's nice to, to, you know, when you have somebody young and they don't have experience, you can kind of train them the way you want them to be, you know, and um, that's what's helped us a lot is just hiring young people Training them, letting them ride with somebody like Daryl or myself, learning, you know, just learning the ins and outs of the, of the industry. And then it's, you know, it's, you have to at some point just have a little trust and, you know, let them start working on their own. Are you still in touch with your neighbor? I am. Yeah. Um, he was, I think when I was 18, he was like, he was my age now. Probably seemed like an old man. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. He did. And, um, yeah, he still lives in that same area he, and everything. Is he your, like, mentor, would you say? Was he? Or do you have another kind of person who's a mentor to you? Well, I worked I worked with him for about a year, and it was a, uh, it was a union company. And um, it, when you work for a union company and you're and you're not a union employee, like when they get really slow, the thing about a union is when they get slow, they start laying people off. And it was right around that time where there was everything was slow in construction. So I I got laid off and I kind of went went through a few different jobs just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And um, I had the opportunity to work for another company and it was in Woodstock and um, there was a guy there who. Uh, an older guy who had a, a small business and um, he, his name was Bob. And I think he was my mentor. I worked with him for about five years. Oh, wow. And um, his, you know, he had a, a successful company and he, he died of a heart attack and his son came in and tried to take over the business. And when that happened, it just went downhill. And I, then I started working at Superior. Well, that says a lot about someone, not just the business being successful, but it's the person behind the business Yeah, to make yeah. it successful. So I think he was he was more so my mentor. 
Um, and, uh, you know, we had, we were pretty close because he, he, at the time, like his son kind of came in after he passed and hadn't tried to take the business over, but it, it just didn't succeed. And he wasn't very close. So with his son, so he, he kind of took me under his wing and, you know, that, you know, he kind of showed me what was up. What are some changes in the plumbing industry that have happened since you started? Like, I know we talk materials and things that have changed and upgraded and are better, but what would you say some big changes that have happened since you start? Because if you think about plumbing, like being basic, right, for a house, but there have to be adjustments as time goes on. Like even we were talking, Daryl, about the fact that the the pipe that it was in my yard was like an old PVC pipe that was going to crack any second. And it did. But now what I have is like this upgraded material that'll stay there forever, hopefully. It's the design intent, at least. The design intent. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yay. So tankless water heaters now. It's a, it's a popular thing. There's a lot of new subdivisions around here that are being built with tankless water heaters. So, uh, What do you think of those? Uh, I, I, I have one in my house. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I like them. Um, you know, they unlimited hot water is always nice. And not using, you know, not heating water when you're not using it, sort of thing, is nice. And they're come, they're becoming a little bit more affordable. I mean, unlike other things, you know. I mean, um, just you know, when they first came out, they were so expensive. You know, just I like remember. a flat screen TV when it first came out. You know, it was. <laughs> but it's interesting. You're building whole neighborhoods with these. They are, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's kind of going to that kind of smart technology now. Even like shut off valves in your homes and faucets that you touch to turn on and off, um, toilet seats that close themselves. Um, just, <laughs> We're so lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you really want to, you can. All your plumbing can be, you know, just just as technic- technical as anything else, you know. So, um, I mean, when me and Daryl first got into plumbing, there was, yeah, there's been, there's been some change, you know, we didn't even have GPSs or cell phones or anything. So here's yeah. like map quest yeah. where to get to someone's yeah, you, house. You had a map book. A map so, book. Yeah. You had a map book. So you'd open the map book up and you would try to drive with it sitting in your lap <laughs> and you'd true. make a turn and it'd fall out of your lap and you'd go to grab and you'd rip the page out of the book. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, and we had the old walkie-talkie Nextels. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Because it was a telephone, but it was also walkie-talkie, yeah, and then you wouldn't yeah. have any minutes charged if you use it. Right. I'm old too young. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, when you think about just the fact that you can find a neighborhood so easy, or just contact or you text know, someone, not, I'm on my way. Not only that, you can look the house up, and it, it'll tell you when the person bought it, what they bought it for. I mean, it's just crazy. See a picture of it, so. All that background information that can be helpful to you, like my house being built in 1985, you kind of have an idea of what you're walking into. How long has this person lived here? What what have they done to the house? What's the history? You know, that sort of thing. So, Interesting. What do you think the biggest misconception in your industry is? Do you think there are misconceptions in your industry? I think there are for every industry. I think for every industry there are. I think plumbers, you know... They get the uh, a lot of plumbers. It's just construction workers, and they kind of a lot people look down on people that are blue collar sort of thing. You know, I hate hearing that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean, agree with that at all. But I think I think when me and Daryl first got into plumbing, that may have been the case. A lot of the plumbers were, you know, it's just it's just the way the industry was, you know. And you'll see a lot more clean cut looking, you know, professional, you know, type. Plumbers now, you'd look look at somebody and never guess they're a plumber because there is a stereotype, you know. 
if you see a, a plumber like on TV or something like that, it's an overweight guy who's, you know, his cracks hanging out. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's the stereotype, you know? So it's, it's not like that as much anymore. Why do you think that is? I don't, you know, I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of plumbers back in the day, it was, it was a rough industry. It's gotten a lot easier with time and technology and everything, but back in the day, it was a rough trade to be in. Now you were dealing with galvanized and old lead pipes and, you know, it was just, it was a physical job. I mean, and, uh, you know, a lot of the guys were roughnecks, you know, I don't know how else to describe them, but they, they were, you know, so the materials have gotten easier to work with. They really have. I mean, they everything's became it's become lighter, easier to put together. More, I mean, more automatic tools. Yeah, cordless tools. Yeah, everything's yeah. easier to use. Yeah, I mean, we just demoed a bathroom that had an old cast iron tub in it that weighed like eight hundred pounds. Oh, and I'm like, imagine the plumber that carried this thing up here back in the day and had to you know solder all these pipes together and you know just even the old drain systems, the old cast iron drain systems. You know, one one piece of pipe weighs like 200 pounds. And uh, now everything is, you know, it's just so much easier. So, I wonder what the difference is working here in Georgia as opposed to a different state or like, you know, up north where it's snowing. Yeah, I think about that sometimes, too. I think it's probably a little bit more difficult when you go up north and things like that, because a lot of those old infrastructures, um, they're older. They use that. They have a lot of the old plumbing systems in them and everything is. It's just done differently. It has to be insulated better. The pipes have to be deeper in the ground. I mean, code's different everywhere you go from state to state. So, like, if we moved out of Georgia, if we moved to Florida, we would have to get a plumbing license in Florida because it's just different than Georgia. Think about things like radiators, like up in New England or exactly, whatever. Like, what exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to deal with any of that stuff. So. Well, I really appreciate you coming by and kind of giving us an insight into what it's like to be you. Yeah, and thanks for having us. You're welcome. And if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how could they do that? What's the best way? Uh, they can call us at 770-257-7503. Um, they could just Google Town Plumber. Um, that's probably the easiest way. And we recently got on uh, Alexa. So if you ask Alexa for a plumber, Town Plumber's name comes up. No, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, you can do that. You could register your business now with Alexa. How yeah. do you do that? Um, I had Kayla do it for me. Okay, maybe you can. <laughs> but, uh, you can Google how because I'm sure yeah, a lot of yeah, business yeah, yeah. owners that listen would yeah, want that yeah. same thing. Yeah, you can do that now. So you um, can go to uh, you say Alexa, g- give me a plumber in exactly. This area. Yeah, exactly. And then they say yeah, town plumber. plumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Good for so, you. Yeah. Um. So I mean, most people Google. You know, that's just uh, how they they find us. But yeah. There's, there's lots of different ways now. All right. So if anyone's interested, I know the way that I found them was through Cherokee Connect on Facebook, which is really handy. And I really appreciate the fact that people do, like I said, kind of give you a little shout out, you know, when you've done some great work. So that, that kind of blew up Cherokee Connect. Oh, it did. It did. Yeah. I had Josh Bagby here on the show. Yeah. Who was, yeah, yeah. Who had done uh, Cherokee Connect and I call him the mayor of Cherokee yeah, yeah, know. he should be. He basically is, you know. Yeah, everybody knows that guy. 
it's so helpful. Though. Yeah, it really I mean, is. Even accidents and things that happen. It's like so nice to know um, that people are out there trying to help. Your, your local health scores. <laughs> Those are important to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Positive and negative. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, thank you so much for tuning into Fearless Formula on Business Radio X. And um, this is, again, Sharon Klein reminding you that with knowledge and understanding, we can all have our own fearless formula. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.